All right, volleyball fans, the Omaha Supernovas season has officially kicked off. And you can secure your single match and season tickets at supernovas.com. The Supernovas roster includes Olympians, NCAA national champions, and All-Americans. Witness world-class talent and a fan experience that is second to none at the Supernovas' next match on February 18th versus the Orlando Valkyrie at the CHI Health Center with first serve at 6 p.m. Central Time. Join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country and see your major league volleyball team, the Omaha Supernovas. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me and like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. We're going to get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang <laughs> hey, on it, Muhammad. GBR. Go Big Red Indeed. No Block, No Rock, Season 4, Episode 26. Coming at you from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room with a slightly different look. Slightly. Just slightly. <laughs> Pretty big <laughs> change. Tonight. Sharp look. We got these black walls. You guys can see that light between uh, behind our uh, special guest here. Look at that thing. It's not too bright for you, is it, Gary? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> so let's just go around real quick, guys. Let's talk about the drinks that we are drinking. I will start with KB on the end. What you got in your cup there? Got the EOS Hefeweizen, uh, like always. I can't seem to move away from it, so that's what I've got. Mike, what do you got? I am drinking the Ale Storm, and the reason I'm drinking that beer is because one of my favorite players for the Kansas City Royals, Bobby Witt Jr. Got paid. Just got paid. So largest, largest contract in Royals history. Yes, largest largest contract in Royals history. It's not even close. Eleven year deal next to my favorite player of all time, Alex Gordon. So hey, yeah. I'll take it, and I'm going to try a really good beer in the process. So what was it? Eleven year, two hundred eighty nine million. Something like right? that. Eight and a half. Maybe. Yeah, a, a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, he does, probably doesn't have to worry about that ever again. Yeah, so. yeah. I think he'll be fine. All right, let's kick it over to Mr. Gary Saddlemeyer. He is the host of KFAB's Morning News with co-host Jim Lyon Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Member of the Nebraska Broadcasters Hall of Fame. No big deal. Right. Gary Saddlemeyer, what are you drinking in your cup there? Oh, what uh, do you got? Well, since this is the largest brewery in the state, I've got Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, 245 comes early, you know. I yeah. believe that. And it's a Monday night. That's a cool place. Thanks for having me. Thank you thank for showing you. up. What, Knowing do that, what do you have? Well, thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, I have what's called the pickle fight. It's on tap. A lot of people, when I say that, hey, come to the tap room. They have pickle beer. They're like, seriously? I'm like, it's tasty as a mug. Wow. It's one of the most popular, too. It's beautiful. And coming back in like a month. Like okay. one month, it is back in cans. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It, it'll always That's, be on draft, but it's pickle. back in cans next mm. month. So I'm going to Hy-Vee to buy me a six-pack of the Pickle Fight. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. What do you got? You guys know what I'm drinking. Mm, yeah. I've got the Pilsner. You know, it's every week. Jeez. It is every week. I don't know why we still ask me. I know. I appreciate you including me. Plug your but... business. Plug your business. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that all? No, you done? It, yeah. It all right. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt your Pilsner. No. 
Oh, Farrell's is back in cans too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that beer is fantastic. Mike and Kyle stopped back by uh, on Friday of yeah. last week for the Farrell's tapping. It was a fun time, and that's when we got to get some more work done on these walls. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Mike, are you getting any feedback from uh, our listeners about this new look or what? Are they uh, like, oh. I haven't got any comments yet about the Dang. walls. What, uh, you know, We have 14 <laughs> people in here watching right now. Uh, make sure you uh, leave comments and questions in the chat for Mr. Gary here. And um, yeah, otherwise, let's... Uh, yeah, let's, again, let's come to, to the tap room. Hunter Ethan Harrison, LaVista, Nebraska, 68128. Connor, you're right next to me, so help me out. World class. In every glass. All right. Now, Gary. <laughs> yes, sir. We're, throw- we're throwing it over to you. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You were in the Nebraska football radio broadcast booth between 1980 and 1995. Uh, well, I was actually in the booth from 85 to 95. I was okay. on a broadcast starting in 1980 doing sidelines. Sidelines and uh, locker room interviews, halftime interviews, pregame, stuff like that. But uh, game time, I didn't go upstairs till 85. Okay. Now... 85 to 95, you were with the one and only Kent, yeah. Kent Pavelka. Yeah. And you're, and I feel like there's kind of been a, like he's always been a popular guy around here. Like he's yeah. always been a beloved figure. But I feel like, especially this year, oh yeah, with Nebraska ball finding relative success, there's been like a renaissance of Kent Pavelka I, calls. I agree. And so like, I'm just curious kind of what your your thought is about him. And just thinking back to working with him in the, in the football yeah. booth, just, what kind of a guy he is? Well, he's been my closest long-term friend in Omaha from the day I moved here, you know, and, and, uh, he was a KFAB when I got here and, uh, we've just been very close all these years and I'm so happy for him now It's 50 years, uh, doing basketball. He's seen that is insane. He's seen some yeah. ups and this he's seen 50th some year. a lot of downs. <laughs> he's seen a lot of downs oh, in basketball. Oh man. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh man. And, and to see what's happening, I'm, I'm jacked about this team, Fred's team here. You know, um, I think if they can get the Northwestern win, we got to get one on the road for sure. I think Yeah. to solidify, to get in. Should have got one last night. But I just love this team. And I think Fred, you know, Fred, Fred in a way, I think did what, uh, what Tom Osborne did in, in the early to mid nineties. And he realized I need to adapt a little bit here. Mm-hmm. all this stuff I did back at Iowa state and the big eight and all that, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, doesn't seem to work that well here for the mm-hmm. athletes. I'm getting in the big 10 conference. And so now he's playing defense. He's got shooters using the portal smartly. I love this team, but I digress. No. Kent's great. You know, and this is, this is, I told him we texted the other night after the Wisconsin win. I said, man, this is your time, man. This is, this is awesome. He, I think he knows it too. Yeah. Like he, he Every time he's calling a game, yeah, and it's like I, I feel like Nebraska ball. They need to just get to twenty, right? Just get to twenty, <laughs> yeah. and you know that road game last night that was tough. I but think it, they got points for that though. Yeah, I think they, they went up. I right? hope so. They, yeah, they went up four spots in the net rankings. Yeah, and yeah. he even said at the end of the Wisconsin game, if you heard the the last couple seconds, you know, after Chucky Hepburn. This is the shot. Chucky missed it. <laughs> and he goes, and right before that, right before yeah. that, he's like. Try to leave this team out. I yeah. dare you. That's basically yeah. what he said. Leave this team out. Just try it. And he knows it's I, right. It's, I know. He can taste it. Yeah. He's unabashedly a fan. Yeah. It's, and, uh, <laughs> that's why I don't care how, listen, whenever we have, I don't think we might've like argued about this. Yeah. But having biased radio people, it's so much more fun. 
it's it's pretty typical uh, for local broadcasts and. Our, our vibe on the football. Sorry, am I ignoring you? Guys? No, you're, <laughs> you're good. Thank you. It's a conversation. It's a conversation. Anybody, anybody watching or listening to us right now is not here to hear us talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, our vibe on the football broadcast was, um, I, I don't want it to be ambiguous who we're for, but I also want to respect competition. Sure. And tell what's happening out there, you know, because uh, we had some great teams and great players from opposing teams all those years, and we give them credit. I mean, they're, you know, but. But yeah, but yes, when Nebraska did something well, you know, that's the difference. I, I, and I've heard homers that don't do that, and I don't like that. But uh, Kent, I'll never, you know, the big eight years in basketball. God, Danny Knee, Norm, Larry Brown, like Danny would say, mm-hmm. and uh, Johnny Orr. It was just awesome. Billy Tubbs, that group. And uh, sit down, Norm. You know, Kent would say that on the air. It was awesome. He's, he still says it to coaches. <laughs> yeah. like, like Brad Underwood. He got after Brad Underwood last night. Okay, Brad, enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, give this guy another team. Yeah. What are we doing yeah. here? Like, he, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, Jared, remember after, so we were at the Purdue game. I mean, I was at the Wisconsin game the other day, too. But Jared and I were at the Purdue game, and we stormed the court. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, yeah we, we stormed the court. And, of course, we had to go stop by the, the scorer's yeah. table and uh, give him a fist bump. Give him a fist bump. So. <laughs> yeah. Ken, Ken is, uh, he's, he's yeah. living it up right now with, yeah. with the success that we're finally seeing with Fred Hoiberg. So that's so, awesome. I, I don't get to listen to him as much as I'd like to. Cause when I'm home, I'm watching on TV. Now, maybe if you guys came over, you could sync it up or read it, but I, he, he's, he's, uh, he's ahead of the TV. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And if he were behind the TV, I could, I could pause the TV until he caught up, but I can't. So See, I, but get, I, I but, love Kent so much that I didn't hear the put Purdue. up with it. I did hear the Purdue ending. Now, yeah. I guess I got to hear a count on this one. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I, so I do love, we, we talk about homers. Uh, in broadcasting, it's very fun. But what I think is really special to see is homers in coaching, where after the Wisconsin win, Matt Rule is waiting in the tunnel for yeah. Fred Hoiberg. That's incredible to see it coaches is. supporting yeah. coaches and seeing what Nebraska is doing, building programs that historically, uh, I guess football, maybe not historically, but over the last decade or so has been struggling. And seeing these guys working through these big issues and being mm-hmm. side by side is just so phenomenal to yeah. see. There's no, something cool. special in Nebraska right now. Yeah, this is a great, uh, good, great. and it, it was that way before years ago. I mean, Tom uh, was very supportive of Mo Iba and Joe Cipriano before that. And, you know, frankly, I wasn't in touch really during the uh, Barry Collier years and so on. The coach of the day in football. It's hard to keep up, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but I mean, I assume, I assume they were, you know, got along. Okay. But you're, you're right. This is Matt rule. Um, switching to football for just a second is, uh, I just love his approach. I think he's genuine and that's the key. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think there's a phony bone in that guy's body. Yeah. That guy, everything he says he means and it, it, it looks like it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I just hope that the on field success can go with the way that he talks. Cause the guy, he could sell you anything, you I know, think it might, I think it might. If you look at the players, uh, percentage wise, it decided to stay compared yeah. to some other programs. And there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, we uh, talked, we talked a few, uh, a few months ago, I think actually with, with guys like, um, Nash and Ty coming back. Yeah. I mean, these, these guys are not young by any means and they could probably go pro, but them choosing to, to stick around for another yeah. year. It, it does give us kind of that, that hope that 
these players can see it. They can see Matt Rule and the rest of the staff. There's something to them that I'm willing to stick around. I could transfer, right? I could go to a program that actually makes a bowl game. Yeah. Which we haven't. You know how long it's been, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we need to say it? No, we don't. (laughs) But it's like. It was in my favorite city, so it's easy for me to remember. Nashville? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You miss Nashville, don't you? You want to go back. I love Nashville. (laughs) Nashville is awesome. I was at that bowl game. My favorite city other than I love Omaha. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for traveling. I mean, there's so much happening down there. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, sure. Cool place. Listen. If, yeah, the Music City Bowl. <laughs> if you were to say that Omaha was your favorite city, we'd be like, that's good. You're just paying. Now you're just pandering. No, no. Like, let's no, be- <laughs> not at all. Look, I've been here 47 years. Yeah. Uh, and you're yeah, a Minnesota transplant, yeah, right? Yeah. All yeah. my kids are born here, and they are all li- still live here. It's home. So that, I, I mean, love it. That makes me kind of wonder, because you're originally from Minnesota, like you right. said, Mike, and you get this job. Um you know, you were working sidelines for Nebraska, whatever. Like, how do you even get that job in the first place? Like, did you want that? Or how did you kind of come I wanted into to be that on, job? I wanted to be part of it. You know, yeah. I, I fell in love with college football as a young kid. Um, the University of Minnesota had, uh, and a lot of colleges did back in the day, they'd have band day, where high school bands from all over the state in an early season, preseason, non-conference game, would come down early in the morning and you'd rehearse with the University of Minnesota marching band all morning and then you get to play at halftime and they put us in the South bleachers and I saw three of those when I was in high school um, and I just thought, oh God, this, there's nothing like this. There's nothing like this. I saw Nebraska up there in 67 or 8. Saw USC with O.J. Simpson. Um, and just loved college football. And of course, there was one game a week on TV, but I didn't miss it unless I was out hunting. And um, so I played football on Friday night, you know, a little small town, get up early in the morning, get on the bus and go down and do that. And then, um, and then so I uh, moved to Nebraska, Grand Island in 1973. And so here you are. You love college football, and you moved to Nebraska, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, that's the, the I lost pinnacle. my mind, and that was Osborne's first year was seventy. Yes, it was. So good timing. Yeah, and uh, I rem- I'll never forget that first football Saturday. I'd been in town a couple of months, I guess. I remember driving around, just driving around that Saturday, and you could just hear the game out of every garage. You go to the store, just bang. And so I was out there three and a half years and, and I got the KFAB gig and, um, Lyle Bremser and Holy cow, you know, I thought I died and gone to heaven, which I still do. Mm-hmm. And, um, but anyway, I always made it known to the management say, if there's ever an opportunity, if there's ever an opportunity and, uh, they decided they wanted that sideline, uh, reports were starting to become a little more popular or more common on local broadcasts and our, our management. Lyle and Ken Hedrick decided they wanted to expand that. Uh, and so they said, how about this? In 1980, <clears throat> they had me do helicopter traffic reports between Omaha and Omaha. <laughs> so you're the, you're the trooper Steve. Yeah. Of- yeah. That of the day. Uh, so I go out to the Miller airport, get in a helicopter and we fly back and forth. And, and then, uh, after most of the traffic was in Lincoln, they'd, the guy would drop me at Duncan Aviation, and they'd had a car take me into the stadium, and I had a 
sideline pass. And I went down, went up to the booth, checked in, got my stuff, went down to the sideline and I do sideline reports and then, and then go into the locker room afterwards and do, do record interviews and bring the cassette. It was pretty primitive for the day, mm. bring the cassette back up to the booth and stuff like that. So that's how it all started. And, uh, did that. And then starting in 1983, that's the first year the university went to an exclusive rights holder. And there were four bidders, uh, KFAB, WOW in Omaha, KFOR, KLIN, and Lincoln. And it was uh, very interesting. And my understanding is, <clears throat> I don't remember the exact numbers now, but my understanding is the KFAB blew the other three away. And um, I remember Lyle said, Lyle was a very smart guy. And he was the VP and general manager. He said, we're not going to bid a penny more or a penny less than it's worth. And I think the others may have tried to go cheap. The university had said, look, we got four booths we got to have ready every game. And, uh, you know, and all of their equipment and stuff. And we're only, we're not charging them anything except whatever it costs to keep the lights on. And they knew that other schools were going to exclusive broadcasts. So they decided to do that. And it was kind of sketchy, a little bit nerve wracking at the time because KFAB had had that, WOW had had that, KFOR, they'd all had it forever. And nobody wanted to lose it. But when they went competitive, Lyle said, okay, game on. And, uh, and we were very successful. Got that first bid. And that's when we started doing the network, 50-some stations. And then my role, you might say, expanded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah a little right bit, now. huh? Uh, to say. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I did. That turned out to be Lyle's last season in the booth, Lyle Bremser. Nobody knew it at the time. He confided in Kent and Jack Payne. Um, and then at the end of the 83 season, uh, he announced he was, uh, retiring from the booth and turn it over to Kent and, and Larry Molenbrink, uh, was doing, uh, the color and he stayed in that role 84 and then 85, we switched roles. They wanted me up there with Kent and, uh, Larry did sideline. So that's, and what a great period to be doing Husker. No football. kidding. No, no kidding. Oh uh, yeah. I loved it. So do we you, did. Do you want to give another shot? Huh? Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, it was wonderful. You want, you want to do it again? It was great. <laughs> oh, that ship has sailed. I mean, this is all, it's so corporate and massive and multimedia now. Uh, you know, if iHeart could, if they, if iHeart wanted to get in the game, they could, I don't think, I mean, I think the university now has got a contract through the end of time, basically with, uh, was it Playfly? I think that the, yeah, yeah, play for it. That's what it's called. Yeah, I'm just so, saying they they had good times under you. I'm just yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Just hey. put just leave it on. The table, hey, we please. we already honored Frank, right? We're doing all we got to right all the wrongs. So I think now the next thing is to bring yeah. back Gary. And guess what? We're gonna start winning championships again. That's, yeah, thank you. You know what was great about it? Well, a lot of things were great about it. Um, but it was like a three month, three and a half month period, and then life was normal again. And I know people who traveled all the time year round for business. And I, they got tired of it. I never get tired of it. Cause we had like what five road games, six. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> and I love football. So yeah. And Always. I got to know, and I got to know everybody and it was made some great friendships out of the road games that you got to do. Is there one that sticks out that, that there was a location that you wanted to be at? Uh, well, there are a few, uh, places that I got to, uh, see that I was really really grateful for the orange bowl. We did a lot of those. 
I mean, that was an iconic. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, you know, a lot of yeah. orange bowls. Yeah, we yeah. Orange bowls. Down there a lot. We were down there a lot. Almost got killed a you... couple times. Oh. oh, go on. Oh, hey, that did you ever been that old orange bowl? No, no. no. I have no, since torn we haven't down, made an orange bowl in my, I think, in my life. That was yeah. not in a good part of town. And uh, there was one year, but it was never a problem. We'd always be staying at the airport Marriott or whatever. Um, but you'd get over in that area, and the city had these, you know, the size of a stop sign, but they were just solid orange with arrows on them pointing to the stadium. And I think it was the third or fourth time, last time we were there. One of those had turned up missing. And all of a sudden, uh, <clears throat> I'm driving around, Kent, riding a shotgun. Two other people on our crew in the back. We got all our some of our equipment driving around aimlessly. And, and occasionally, I could see the light standards above the treetops, but I couldn't get there. It was a weird. And we pulled up to this light, <clears throat> and I looked out window and there was this guy walking toward us with uh nothing no, no joy in his heart i could tell that he was yeah. looking at it. Oh, no. and uh i'm thinking okay okay i mean it looked like he meant us harm yeah so light was still red i went anyway it might still be red i don't know yeah i mean it was <laughs> so we're driving around and finally i met a cop coming and i waved him down and he stopped and uh, he said, just follow me. So we finally, but I mean, that was, they had, their media lot had not only a chain link fence, but like a 20 foot high chain link fence with razor wire across the top. And Jeez. That's a, little, that's a little odd. Till I came down after the game to get the van and back it up to the elevator for our equipment, you know, midnight or whatever it was. And there was a guy just stalking like a, like a tiger outside that fence looking oh. in. <laughs> kind of glad they got this fence yeah <laughs> suddenly the razor wire made sense right that stadium man that was it was kind of a dump in a way but man it was the orange Bowl. right it's a little you know, charming joe right? Namath and all that yeah and uh yeah but you know the carrier dome it's cool yeah i always thought um the the big eight stadiums uh a lot of them were very traditional and iconic you know mizzou that was always a good trip Oklahoma, Colorado, even the stadium's kind of cool. The people are a-holes, but sure. right. a lot of, they were, you know, well, that was a McCartney years, you know, yeah. he, he wanted that, that rivalry. Yeah, he wanted he'd rather it. be dead than wear red, right? That was brutal. Yeah. The only game I ever went to when we played out there, cause I had a K-Baby jacket, you know, red and white and stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't wear that out there. Cause I had to go down to the uh, locker room with about five minutes left in the game, walk through the stadium. Yeah, no, I'm good. Didn't do that. Yeah. Out there. No, they were, I mean, there were people hurting people. They were throwing <clears throat> full cans of urine or whatever oh, at people. Yeah. Nice bomb. It was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We well, do have a the Rose Bowl, probably the Rose Bowl, man. I did, uh, what did we play? UCLA twice out there when I was doing the games. Yep. Troy Aikman. <laughs> I grew up seeing that place on TV. You know, the stuff you see on TV as a yeah. kid and then you go there. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. We do have a question in the chat from our uh, our good listener Josh. He said, uh, "You know, in those golden days, do you have a favorite memory when you were covering the team?" Wow, Josh, thank Can you. you. Pick. Yeah, that's that's Ooh. the point. You know, um, I have I have favorite 
I, there was one moment that just popped into my head now that one of my favorites, I don't know if you guys remember Kenny Walker. Yeah. Uh, it was really a stud defensive tackle and he was deaf. Yeah. And uh, they had, I don't know if it was his last senior day or whatever, but one day they honored Kenny and they instructed everybody in the state knew that the deaf clap was, was this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so everybody got quiet when he was introduced and, and did that and it was very emotional it was wow just a yeah that's cool, cool that experience powerful. really cool now imagine that place being dead quiet for that <laughs> and it was and then people lost their minds and, and kenny was that was a cool deal but just so many i'll tell you this my favorite moment in that stadium um was not a game that i broadcast of all time was 2008 colorado and that alex henry oh yeah uh, field goal yep mm-hmm. which we thought at the time was a game winner turned out sue ran over somebody and got but yeah, yeah that's right that's right yeah. <laughs> that's place came off the ground yeah there have been a few moments but that one right there man i was i was just a fan of the stadium that day yeah that was cool let me josh i'll think about that a little more as we go here but well, those are two that stick out like you you mentioned the carrier dome yeah. Which makes oh, me man. go back to 84. Yep. Which that was one of those games where Nebraska goes up to Syracuse and they lose. Yeah. And it was one of the <clears throat> biggest upsets. I, I'm sure, like now, if that were to happen, that'd yeah. be just, you know, okay, that's just can't who we a, are. But back then, I'm sure feeling. that was just like. Can't add a bad feeling about that one before. Let that let down game? Is that what he was thinking? I don't know what. He was drinking back then, but. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> But Lyle, Lyle said after the game, all right, you got to tell me whenever you have a bad feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that one. There were two games in all the years I was covering him with Osborne uh, where his team was not prepared to do four quarters. That was one of them. And, of course, 92 at Iowa State. And and Tom said, he said, uh, uh, Syracuse. I remember he said, he said to uh, Bob, Devaney came in the locker room afterwards. I remember hearing Tom say to him, we just couldn't play with them because mm-hmm. they had thought, I know, I know our players went into that game thinking, ah, you know, nah, they chip. just lost to Rutgers yeah, 19 we'll, to zero. We'll wipe yeah. these guys, which we'll put up, put up 20, 21 or 31 points and take it easy. Didn't work that way. And you couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear anything in there with that crowd. You know how it is when a home, home team gets momentum. Oh yeah. And that place is not big. No, no. I had, uh, an audiologist had, had, configured an earpiece for me. I was doing sidelines then 84 and, um, and Kent was trying to call me in. I couldn't hear him. It was horrible. <laughs> Don Bryant. Remember Don? Well, you guys have heard of Don Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. I have damage to my audio nerve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, one of the greatest people ever, Don Bryant. But yeah, that was, they had that, that great DT, Tim Green and, and we had great players. I mean, don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, I mean that was a year after the scoring explosion, but still. Yeah. And uh, and just we kind of had nothing left after halftime. That was tough. It happens. So you mentioned that 08 Colorado game, and you know you said you were there as a fan that yeah. day. When you go back as a fan, how different is that, and how often are you getting recognized as you're in the stadium? Oh, I don't know because most most people probably don't say anything once in a while i do yeah it's, but, it kind of catches me off guard i'm just walking around and yeah 
you know, stupid. As, Once you talk. For, for the fan experience, <laughs> so as you watch the game, how different is it from, you know, spending 10 years up in the booth? Well, now just completely different experience, um, but a lot of fun. Um, because um, I have a friend whose grandfather's name is up on that North Stadium wall and has legacy season tickets. Ooh. And he doesn't use them very much. Greatest seats. That's a house. great friend to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Must yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, got his phone number and his address. I yeah. <laughs> For a price, I do. And he, and he, uh, he doesn't use them much anymore. And they're, they're great. I mean, it's like 27 rows up West Stadium on an aisle. Oh, nice. 48 nice. yard line. Oh, come beautiful. on. But, but, I, but I see a lot of people. I run into a lot of people that I know, you know, down there. So, but I've been in there where it's not a good experience. If you got a bad seat and there are bad seats. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Um, but when you're, when you're doing a games, you know, you've got everything. You've got people bringing you stuff. You got all the stats. You got the greatest view in the house. <clears throat> as long as you have binoculars. Yeah. And, and of course you've been studying all week. And so it's a different, different experience. I'm in there now. Um, just as a fan, I love every minute of it. I love, I love this experience. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I actually, I just started working, um, for herd at sports. And so we cover, right. <clears throat> we cover the the football games and I got to go to a couple this year and cover that. And I'll tell you like walking into like the press box was yeah. just like a surreal moment for yeah, me because I've been bad. a fan my whole life. Yeah. Do you have any fun stories inside that press box? I mean, everybody's all hush hush, you yeah, know, yeah. in there. Is yeah, there yeah. any like crazy things that have happened up there? Well, they keep it pretty quiet, you know, the, <clears throat> press row and all that yeah um but and then we were always inside the broadcast booth but, right but i just love the you know seeing the same friends every week and and catching up and who's what's going to happen today and all of this and again i referenced don Bryant. for those who don't know don Bryant uh was a longtime sports information director and uh a lincoln native a marine corps vet was on the huskers football team i think for a couple of years and then the sports editor of the lincoln paper as a young man and then became sports information director about the time bob devaney arrived and those two it was a perfect marriage i mean he uh was a wonderful personality uh from the uh from the blacks backslapper school mm -hmm. of public relations which was great back then i mean he treated the media well and he knew that that got Nebraska some favorable pub. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, Devaney, uh, those two together, uh, with, with Devaney's success and the rise of the program was amazing. And Don and I became very close. We did, he passed here. Oh man. I'm thinking about five years ago. He did, um, uh, the locker room co-host of the locker room show with me Okay, <clears throat> with, um, Osborne and the players, <clears throat> pardon me. That was the first year of the network broadcast in 83. And so I'd go down to the field about five minutes left in the game. And I always knew it was time to go down when I'd look into the South end zone and I could see the sun shining on Fox's gut. Yeah. <laughs> his sport. Have you ever been up in the, uh, did, did you see the uh, sport coat? His sport coat is framed in the, okay. he had oh, the sport yeah. coat he wore on game days, garish red tartan plaid awesome yeah that was kind of his uniform he was a wonderful guy uh but a lot of memories with him and you know he and keith jackson were close and uh, keith would walk in 
hello foxy you know yeah keith how's it going yeah <laughs> you know I, I just loved loved all those connections nothing too outlandish yeah there was a time i didn't see this fox told me about it they called him fox fat fox yeah um that one time you had to have a press media pass to be up there and so don's walking around it's like uh probably an hour or so before kickoff oklahoma game the place is packed and there's this guy standing there this is the old press box leaning up against the counter don said can i see your media pass and a guy just looks at him and starts going back to looking at the field or whatever he was doing. Don said, excuse me, you need a media pass. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Don, so Don said, I called a couple of the guys, uh, security guys, and I got him one arm and one of them got him on the other arm. We gave him the bums rush to the elevator and door open. We pushed him in and he said, just before the doors closed, the guy reaches out and grabs me by the lapel and he's trying to pull me in the elevator and the doors are yeah. <laughs> and I can, I can just see that. Oh, he had some stories, man. That guy was awesome. Yeah. You're really yeah. going to tell the fat Fox. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, he didn't know he was, some guy got up there somehow. Nobody knew who he was. Yeah. You know, I don't know how he got in. Nobody, nobody ever found out. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that was back before I was, I was doing it. I mean, that, that old press box was not bad, actually. I mean, this is a palace now, the new one. Right. Uh, which is great. But that, yeah. that one, and I never saw the one before that one. You know, they used to have the, basically the little plywood. Yeah. A little shack for everybody yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, especially with the hundred anniversary of Memorial stadium. Um, like I had ordered something from the university yeah. and so it was like a book and you just see all these old pictures and it's just like, mm. you look at it. And you, you compare it to now where it's like a fortress, yeah. but back yeah. then it was just like, well, like the one said, before this one wasn't bad, but it got a little cramped for big games, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> with the, uh, influx of a lot of money, uh, with the sky boxes and all that is perfect. It, it's really good now. It's a full service multimedia place. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are at a good point right now just to take a quick break, refill the beers and, uh, we will be right back in diet Coke. Yes. And diet Coke. Did you know one in three young people will grow up without a mentor? Founded in 1991 by Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne, the Teammates Mentoring Program's mission is to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to play board games, work on crafts, or just talk. Any kid as young as third grade all the way through college can be in Teammates. You don't have to be an expert to mentor a student. You just have to be there. 94% of mentees say they're proud to be in teammates, and 91% of mentors say they leave their mentoring time in a better mood than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org to become a mentor today. Everyone knows the Team Jack Foundation, but have you heard about the work they're doing with the Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program? They're currently funding 13 projects and collaborating with national institutions such as Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan-Kettinger Cancer Center, Columbia University, and more. To date, they have raised over $12 million and counting. Their focus? Finding better treatments for kids fighting brain cancer and one day a cure. Why? Treatments currently used are 45-plus years old and highly toxic. If a child survives a brain tumor, they are often left with lifelong deficits due to the toxic treatments. 
One of the largest projects is at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, the creation of a Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program. To learn more about their projects, get involved, or donate, visit teamjackfoundation.org. How would you say your mental focus is? Oh, it's focused. <laughs> I say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Cash moves everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Uh, we have the saying, no block, no rock. All right. Thanks, Troy. Um, Mike. Towel. Towel. All right. No. Oh. Those of you asking, <laughs> this towel. Sweaty ass. T- it's probably all it's, freaking crusty now. It's yeah. contraband. <laughs> From the Wisconsin bench after we upset them last week, I, I went over to the bench and I found it and I said, well, I'm taking this for the pod. So, you know, after celebrating on the court for the second time in less than a month, I had to go get something from this. Yeah. So I brought this towel for the episode. Mike, th- there's a word for that, right? What? Stealing. But yeah. No, it's, con- it's, it's yeah. contraband. It sounds no. cooler. Chucky Hepburn DNA, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. it has Chucky's sweat on it. So Chucky's ass if anybody sweat. wants to make another Chucky, it's right here. <laughs> is that how that works? Make, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Badger make, tears. It, it is yeah. filled with badger tears. Make, make, make another yeah. Chucky Hepburn that doesn't go to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, it, but loses to Nebraska. <laughs> um, we would be remiss. You know, look. We fans, Husker fans, get crap because we like to bring up the past. The 90s, you wish it was the 90s, blah, blah, blah. But you're there, and we think that Tom Osborne, despite Nick Saban, he exists. But Tom Osborne is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I think you'd agree with that, right? Tom Osborne, the GOAT? Yeah, I I don't know that there's one. But if if there is... Look, sports fans are obsessed with and married to statistics. Well, he can't be that great because he didn't win a Super Bowl, or he can, you know. Right. Uh, so if you want to count national championship rings in Nick Saban, um, if you want to talk football genius, Tom, I, I mean, I think he was unparalleled. Mm-hmm. I saw him do things, and it was so cool the perspective of when I was the years I was working sidelines. To just watch him. Uh, he'd be chewing that gum and just squinting, you know. And I knew, I knew he was about two or three plays ahead of that guy across the field. And he was in his own world. And and he and and then the play the payoff play would work, and he just smiled a little bit to himself. It was amazing, <laughs> offensive genius. And then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he understood like in '93. Uh, we're not beating these Florida teams in the Orange Bowl because of speed. That's when he revamped the defense. Yep. Well, that that's management genius, you know. Um, but a, as a football mind, I don't think there's ever been anything like him. Amazing. Yeah, and I just, I guess what I kind of wanted to get get at with you was, you know, we see Matt Rule, who seems to be more than receptive meeting with media and having cameras in a locker room, releasing yeah. those videos every once in a while. Um, just how was, how was Tom in that dealing with the media, dealing with you? <laughs> how was that talking with him <clears throat> on a regular basis like that? Um, he didn't like it very much, yeah. you know, but it was not a personal thing. We got along great. We're friends now, but that, but I mean, he had the greatest sigh. 
Well, I suppose you'd know more about that than I do. No, no, Tom, it's just a question. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom, come on. Tom, Tom was telling that to you? Yeah. Huh? Tom was telling that to you? Oh, he'd say, you know, he'd, if somebody presumed, you know, with the, the premise of a question annoyed him, well, you'd know more about that than I do, you know. Um, so kind of Bo Pelini-esque is yeah, what you're but, saying. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. no. Oh is that what you're God. saying, Gary? Oh, my God. <laughs> No, but it was not his favorite thing. You know, Steve Peterson and I used to be great friends. And Steve said one time, and I think it's true, that Tom would be perfectly happy if on game day it was just the two teams and the officials. Because mm -hmm. that to him was, that was the beauty of football. Mm -hmm. Okay, did, did, did we prepare everything we did? Are we ready to do this now? Um, but he, he, but, but the, the good side of that was, I mean, I don't think Bo Schembechler liked working with the media, and he was a dick. Well, yeah. Tom wasn't. Right. He was just kind of, okay, you know, here we go. <laughs> my my favorite line, I think, of his of all time was he'd do his preseason news conference, you know. <clears throat> and uh, every we'd all gather down there in August. And it was either before the 90, 94 or 95 season or 90, 96 maybe. Uh, I think we have a chance to be decent. You think we have a chance to be decent? Yeah. This is what you're telling. This is what you're telling the American football fan. Greatest program in the country. Uh -huh. We not not that we'll be decent or that we we have a chance to be great. We have a chance to be decent. Yeah. It's just the, so understated. And then he'd drone on about each position, and and then he'd say, "Well, that about do you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you have enough to write now? Yeah. On, yeah. That, no. The media was not his favorite thing." And, uh, he was, he was a little thin skinned about criticism, uh, that he'd read here and there, but all in all, uh, just a master class in, in football, that guy. I mean, he was, <clears throat> it was unbelievable and really, you know, a good guy, obviously, uh, the, one of the, one of his secrets was not a secret really, but one of the, one of the secret sauces, I suppose you could say to all that success was that staff lost very few assistant coaches. Mm. I mean, and the, and the best one stayed and stayed and stayed. That's a big deal. And it's tough that that, that doesn't happen really anymore. Well, shoot. When you have Charlie McBride and yeah. Milt Teneper yeah. on the same staff for, yeah, I can't even tell you how long it's oh, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just, and, um, obviously, you know, some retired and a, and a couple moved on, but but he always had great people to so replace him. You mentioned that, you know, he's had these assistants for 10, 20 years. Yeah. We don't see that much in the modern era anymore. Do you think that it's because of how the sport has changed or was there something just so special about Tom and about what he was doing in Nebraska that nobody wanted to leave? Him? Well, I think a lot of things, uh, he did, he didn't, um, uh, the, the money today. I mean, you know, <laughs> Hey, I don't blame him. You get one. <laughs> Power five job, you're set for life unless you're an idiot. Right. You know, <laughs> we'll get one contract at a power five. You're set. Uh, and I mean, look at Tony White. Yep. I'm at, I'm, <laughs> I, we may get another year, maybe two out of him, but he's going to be a head coach. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, and I don't blame him, but there's that factor. And there's also a, Charlie and I, and Milt and I, particularly, uh, got to be really good friends and Ron Brown and they weren't looking to become head coaches. 
I mean, there may have been a time early, you know, when they were younger guys, but they loved it here and they knew, they knew what was going on here. They loved the, the you know, Lincoln's a nice family town. And, uh, although Charlie got some horrible hate death threats and all these people, you know, really? Yeah. That's shocking. We had Charlie on coaches go through a lot of that crap, but I mean, in general, it was just, he knew, he knew, uh, that he had a good situation. The money was good for the time. And he loved working with Tom and Milt Milt's a Nebraska guy. And he was just, I love, I love Milt Denver. <laughs> he was, yeah. he was pretty damn had, good. We too. had a time or two on the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go I remember on. we were down at, uh, Sun Devil stadium. That's another one that I enjoy. We were down playing Arizona state. Brendan Stye was second year guy, probably. And everybody knew the talent. And so we're in, uh, we, we might've been in the hotel bar on Friday afternoon after we got down there. It <laughs> might've been, might've might have been. Might have been. <laughs> yeah, it, it's possible. And, uh, Diet Cokes and Milt, Milt showing me the travel roster. And I said, I said, Stye's not on here. No, he ain't ready. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't, he didn't pass a written because Milt would, would test him every week. You know, you got to write down, they had a quiz for him. He ain't ready. I told him, said, you don't know which way to step. You know, good to me. You ain't traveling. Well, that was the last trip that Brenda didn't make. Wow. <laughs> a little tough love. You know? Yeah. He'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're yeah. going to ask him about it for well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Melt was, Melt was awesome. <laughs> when you uphold was, that kind of standard, it's, then you see the results that come yeah. out of that. It's like, well, oh, and, and if you're Brendan right. style, you can't be mad, too mad. Cause it's like, well, yeah, I see all these other guys before me yeah. that have, yeah, I asked because you know. I remember that was what would that have been ninety, early nineties probably. Yeah. Uh, but there was no question how good how how talented he was, and he had all the tools. But you don't know which way to step. You ain't no good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. We had uh, we had Charlie McBride on uh, a little over a year ago, and this guy loves Nebraska and was so committed to talking with us that there was a, like a tornado, like he was yeah. like virtual because he lives in Michigan and there was a tornado that was like currently hitting his area and he <laughs> lost power midway through the interview. We, yeah. we could see the, the he, dark clouds yeah. outside his window. Yeah. And like, dude, and, just, and this guy was like, he just kept calling us back, calling us back. He and went, he's like, I just love Nebraska. And I, yeah. and it makes my heart happy. He's he what he is great. He, he will talk forever. Yeah. 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 He said, he said, are you guys tired yet? Yeah. yeah. No, he's like, you tired yet? Well, I remember he came through the locker room one day after, after a loss, a rare loss in Lincoln. And, um, that finished up basically. And sure. Hey coach, got a second. We're still on the air. Yeah. And we, we must've stood there for 10 minutes. Just, you know, he was, he got philosophical about, you know, this is what it's going to take if we're going to do that. And he's just really, really a good interview. Charlie McBride. You want to talk about an open book? Yeah, yeah. that's your guy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah no doubt. No that doubt. dude He's still fun. texts me and asks me how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, I got to call him again. I don't know why. Does they have family up there? Why he moved to Michigan? They, him and his wife moved up there. Yeah, yeah. And, I think it's uh, his kids. Yeah, his kids live up there, and I think. Oh, that must be. It. He mentioned well, something about them having like multiple houses and stuff over there, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his grandkids. Yeah, yeah all of his grandkids and wait, stuff. So. Man, well, Gary, a, if, yeah. if you call him, yeah, just make sure you clear your schedule. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Make sure you got enough time. Oh, yeah, yeah. To just yeah. Give yourself an hour. I know. <laughs> at least, at least. I, that was a longer episode for us. And I think, like, oh, yeah. all of us, we'll, we'll keep going. Oh, yeah. You want to yeah. keep the, talking. The like, stuff he kept yeah, he saying. Will. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was great. He was great. Yeah. Well, Melt, now we lost Melt, man, a few years ago. That mm -hmm. was, that was sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think <clears throat> just, just to kind of keep it, pretty recent uh -huh. as to yeah. college football news um the big 10 and the sec are pretty much flipping off the ncaa i guess <laughs> and forming forming advisory committees yeah just uh, i guess to how uh, what do we do about football us to screw everybody else i guess um what are your thoughts about just this kind of current landscape of college football do you see the the positivity that can come out of this um, I know you probably miss a lot of the the old rivalries like we do. Yeah, well. But uh, just like, wh what are your thoughts about the Big Ten and the SEC kind of having a monopoly on college football? Well, it's two super conferences, and um, I don't know where it's going to end up, Jared, but I'll tell you that um, <laughs> this, the NIL slash transfer portal era, I, I was at a dinner with uh, Trev Alberts right right at the very beginning, this is, I don't know, what, three years ago, um, this NIL thing, it was just getting rolling. And he said, said, nobody's got control of this. And, and he said, the courts, and they, they're right, you know, legally, mm -hmm. uh, you can't restrain, uh, restrain trade and, um, uh, and all of that. And, and so it's just a while he said, we will, I didn't believe him at the time, but he's obviously right. He said, you're going to have uh, high school seniors, college freshmen coming in, making more money than they would in the NFL. Yeah. I said, what? yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and this, this big 10 sec thing, um, I think it's natural. I don't think they want to just divorce from the NCAA, but they've obviously got the power mm -hmm. and, um, and the NCAA is ridiculous. They've, they've screwed this up from the beginning. Um, and they don't have that power anymore, you know? So you know, what's Florida state going to do? There's a power, there's a big time football school and they're over there and we're, you know, uh, will more expansion be coming for these two super conferences? I suspect it will. You have to yeah. imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for Florida state, um, I just saw mm -hmm. that their, their viewership is like, I think top five in the country. Yeah. Like you're telling me that the big 10 don't want that even though it's geographically sure. doesn't make any sense at all you know but I, it's not about tell me here's about that maybe you guys can explain this to me we take washington and oregon uh and people say well you don't want you they, they don't want cal and stanford because nobody nobody watch are you kidding me we're not taking the fourth largest television market in america san francisco right bay area uh, there's something else going on there. It seems to me. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to come to the big, academics. I think they probably would have looked where they're going now for God's sakes. I mean, right. that just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. I right. think it's academic standards though. So I, I think if, if you bring in Stanford, I think it raises the bar with, well, that should be good. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, be I would think thing. the big 10 would like, I don't know what's going on there. But I hear, right, nobody watches them. What? What? Yeah. Well, but yeah. Is, I suppose that's a possibility given the payout per team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there really is like no parameter. Nobody's like explained this is why we picked these schools and didn't pick yeah. these schools. Like we right. nobody yeah. really knows. 
Well, the SEC hasn't really expanded coast to coast like the Big Ten's doing. The Big Ten is from it is now New Jersey all the way to California now. Well, of course, the key question in all of this is what are they going to do with that wonderful Big Ten network uh, panoramic? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that the biggest question. That bumper commercial. They got to put Washington. They got to put those four West Coast teams in there. Now. Yeah, it's going to be 10 minutes long. That's it. yeah. It's already freaking. I love that thing. <laughs> I, I do, too. I just love watching it. That's brilliant. So my thought with this advisory committee that's being uh, formed between the Big Ten and the SEC is something that as we started to see conference expansion year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe is when talks were really getting going about Texas, Oklahoma to the SEC. What's going to happen, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, is these two conferences are going to get so large. This, these advisory committees are going to become so powerful <laughs> that we're just going to recreate the NCAA by yeah. another name. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just going to be essentially getting rid of this archaic system. I suspect we- you're right that at some point, uh, everybody will decide to play nice together and they'll figure out a way to keep the two entities together because, I mean, look, March Madness is a big deal. Does mm-hmm. anybody oh, yeah. not love that? Right. I don't know anyone. Uh, I don't think they could do that by themselves. So I don't think they want a divorce. Um, but at some point, maybe in a couple of years, maybe less. We'll see. Into, okay, here's the here's how college sports looks now. Right. And I think the NCAA, and everybody will they'll find they'll find a, an easy you know way to explain it so everybody saves face. I'm sorry, what's that, Mike? I said I think football will just separate. I think I think <clears throat> that could be. I think we'll go back yeah. to like old school rivalries and everything else in, in the NCAA, but I think football will be its own entity. I think it'll be like a, a feeder for the NFL. Well, and that makes sense too because like you've got basketball. How many games do they play a year? Like you have these guys playing two games a week. You're going to be playing at UCLA and then you're going to be playing at Rutgers. Like, dude, anything about other sports like softball and golf? Like, what are these golfers? Are they going to travel to Penn State? (laughs) Yeah. From from freaking uh, UCLA? No. Baseball. Think about baseball. I, I think the reason that you might not see that kind of separation with football as opposed to other sports is these athletic departments, as you get in the talks about forming this, you know, unified government that's yeah. not the NCAA but kind of is, is these athletic departments are going to want to have those things, you know, kind of saddled with them because you have to have those included to get all of that viewership, all of that money. And taking your cash cows and totally separating them might leave these other sports to the side. And I don't know any reasonable athletic director that's going to want that. Right. They got to figure out a way to pay the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than this, this model to me is... It's the wild so West. ripe for for corruption. It's just. I mean, yeah, you you see it hundred yeah. oh, yeah. percent. Well, and then you hear about like a few days ago, a, a story came out about Kellen DeBoer in Alabama tampering with a transfer. It's like, uh, what are why, why are we still pretending there's rules? Like you act like there's a rule here, yeah. but you got this other team doing God know. knows what. Yeah, like. Didn't what Iowa, still, Iowa just admitted to tampering for that? Yeah, yes. and you know what it was? It was a text message after a bad Alabama game, yeah. and they just said, "Keep your head up" or something like that. Yeah. Like just keep, just keep working, and that was yeah. tampering. It's like yeah. I was kind of hoping we'd get him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> cool. well, you know, that's yeah. That Proctor, I think. Rick's coming. Yeah, yeah. that's you know, we keep parents saying. can't be feeling too good about that. Oh yeah, drive the semi up to the high school. Yeah, I love hey. that. Yeah, <laughs> we just keep saying, big, take us thing. back to I the I might era. be naive. I might be naive. Um, 
I think Matt Rule, Trev Alberts, uh, I think they channel Osborne in this way. They're going to play by the rules. Yeah. Here. And that has value to the right kind of kid. Mm-hmm. It really does, I think, and the and the, the the genuineness and sincerity that I mentioned earlier. And I'm I'm proud of that. I think Nebraskans want that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, you saw like Scott standing up there with Trev Alberts during that press conference after the whole investigation oh, yeah. was announced, and like it, Trev just looked like he was dying inside. <laughs> yeah. So I know Trev, and I would assume Matt Rule are probably just trying to avoid any issues at all costs. Well, like, Scott looked like the kid going to the principal's office. Yes. <laughs> Pouting. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was, that was a tough time, man. Yeah. yeah we could just era. say tough. Yeah. Leave yeah. it, leave it at that. Yeah. I we mean, don't need to say anything else. Nobody wanted him to fail. Of course. Not. No. You know, man. should have worked. Well, you know, maybe we, maybe we've learned now because the Steve Peterson, and Scott Frost for two guys. Everybody got to have that. That's the guy. That's yep. The guy. Yep. He's a Nebraska. And guy. neither one of them were. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. Steve and I were really close. He came up. He came up through uh, the sports information office as a student about the time I was starting to do the broadcast, and we got to be friends. And and then he, you know, his career went up and up and up, and he came back, and he just wasn't the same. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, we people, we people, can blame you, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. we're like, hey, hey, Gary, no, what do you think about this Bill Callahan guy? I don't huh? want to say anything bad about him, but it was just different. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, people forget that Steve Peterson is a Nebraska guy. They yeah, think that North he's just like a, a, a yeah. guy from Pittsburgh. No, like no. he's an OG Nebraska yeah. there during the glory days, all that yeah. stuff. Well, like I said on the air the, the day that Bill Byrne announced this resignation uh the, the nationwide search for steve peterson is underway you know we're all we're going to do a nationwide search well everybody did. right steve peterson had to be steve peterson mm-hmm. too bad that didn't work out could yeah, have yeah. could have yeah and that was surprising to me in the same way that scott frost was surprising to me because they came up with it yeah they came up with the with the culture the vanny and osborne and all right what the hell's the matter with you now <laughs> yeah really <laughs> What the hell's the that's matter? that's a quote of the day, right? <laughs> yeah, there. that's yeah. right. We are clipping. What are you doing? What are you... <laughs> in so many words? Yeah, we, exactly. you know, at the what time, what are you doing? Figure it out. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, guys. Um, no. I think you kind of touched on this a little bit. I'm just curious, Gary, with the college football the way it is now, the landscape the way it is now, like what is the rivalry that you do miss most? Is it Colorado? No, no. No, it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm. There was nothing like that. Sure. That was that was uh that was Michigan, Ohio State. Um, those two. And Alabama Auburn was a little more regional because it was within one state and it was pure hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This was amazingly good for all those years. Those two. Um well, of course, you had Devaney and and, and Fairbanks. But when those two young coaches, Osborne and Switzer, came up with these great teams through the 70s and 80s, every freaking year it was just for a, a lot. It was for a lot. Yeah. T.O. can't win the big one. And then, yeah. And then and then he finally does in 78. And then a quirk in the schedule that year, it wasn't the last game of the season. So here comes Missouri on a gray, cold day. 
And uh, I was down there. <clears throat> My wife at the time and I went to that. And that was the longest drive from Omaha, from Lincoln to Omaha that evening in the history of drives from Lincoln to Omaha. <laughs> yeah, <I bet> <laughs> and then TJ comes on KFAB and, we, you know, announces that they paired us with Oklahoma again in the Orange Bowl. It was brutal. Yeah. And Osborne, he's, he told him, <clears throat> he said, this Missouri team is good. Now, they're good. And they were. We'd left everything on the field at uh, the Oklahoma win. Oklahoma should have beat us, but they didn't. But we were exhausted. And then here comes Jerry Ellis and James Wilder and all those people. I ran into uh, Kellen Winslow. He was doing Missouri broadcast years later. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were down there, and he was looking for a little audio for his pregame and asked if he could talk to me. So we were, And I said, you son of a bitch. I said, I'll never, <laughs> ever forgive you. He laughed. <laughs> he laughed. 78. Uh, they had Kellen. some man, they had some talent on that team. That yeah. Zoo team. Yeah. And Tom knew it. But yeah, that Nebraska, Oklahoma. Yeah, he did. And Nebraska, Nebraska Oklahoma rivalry those years. Then I'm gonna move to Thanksgiving weekend. You know, every year mm -hmm. on Friday. Oh God. Yeah. Nothing like it. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of buffet turkey dinners in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, I can imagine. Over the years. Great times. Great times and and, and of course, the triplets years, Nebraska wins three in a row with Gill and Rosier and Fryer. And, and I love Barry Switzer, too. But remember, Nebraska loved to hate him. I don't know. Do you guys remember any of that? I'm, I got to remember. Well, well Barry Switzer is one of those guys I'm that at the time, we hate him. But then he he has these reunions or, yes. you know, he, he has a good relationship with with T.O. So yeah. we look back fondly. Well, he was just on a character. Switzer. Yeah, he you was he, a colorful character in college yeah, football. And and people and Nebraska fans loved to hate him because he he'd say, you know, he'd come and grin into the camera after the game. It was sooner magic because they'd win a lot of them in the last yeah, Right. Well, he he wore a hat on the sidelines <clears throat> once when Nebraska went there. I believe he was wearing a hat that just simply said beat Nebraska or something. Yeah, just something simple like that. Yeah, probably. I don't remember that specifically, but Maybe I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I, I mean that's that. just the kind of guy he was. Yeah. Oh hell, let's go out. Let's hang fifty on him and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hang half a hundred on him. Well, like all the Oklahoma people that I've ever talked to, too. When I went down to Norman when we played them most recently, it's like they're like, we love Nebraska. Like yeah. it was, it was such a respected rivalry. It was. And that they compared to Colorado, where it's like, no, those those guys are assholes. Piss like, bombs, yeah. piss yeah. bombs, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. No, like it was a there was a respect between the two programs and the two coaches that you even still, still see today in 2024. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They, they had, uh, they didn't want, they, they hate Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, they didn't hate Nebraska. Yeah. But their fans, man, they, they'd get after you. It was great going down there. It was awesome. Yeah. Was, that, was it Oklahoma where, uh, I think it was, or Oklahoma state, one of the two or Mickey Joseph. Yeah, he broke his leg. leg sliced up. No, I didn't yeah. break it, but he slid into it. He slid into it. There was a metal bench. I think it was Oklahoma State. Because their sidelines were so close <clears throat> yeah. to the field or the stadium. That was brutal. Yeah. Anyway. Paul says, I remember all of those bastards. My dad throwing a beer can at the TV. That's like that's like that's like core that's like core really? memories for me. Yeah. It's like, you know, my uncles and my dad like all freaking out at the TV and like throwing stuff yeah. around. Yeah. 
Well, one of the things I appreciated about Tom was uh, he was never, uh, he was always the same. Like if the rare losses, he didn't come, you know, um, and be a jerk. I mean, yeah. he'd, he'd do the interview. Yeah. You know? I was trying to imagine interviewing Woody Hayes. Right. <laughs> a guy who punches <laughs> after, players on the Let side. alone after a loss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he might strangle you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you stay in arm length. I was watching away. that. I was watching that Gator Bowl that night. What? Yeah. <laughs> Did I actually just, <laughs> just see that? Sorry, I'm uh, I'm looking at 83 when Nebraska went to Oklahoma and uh, Nebraska beat them. Yeah. And I'm trying to find this this picture of uh, Barry Switzer. Uh, and I know he's wearing that darn hat somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, coming to the Big Ten, I feel like, yeah. you know, they kind of they kind of try to force. I guess Iowa, but there's like some Wisconsin kind of rivalry because tri- yeah. with Barry Alvarez yeah. and all that, but it's, it's unquestionably Iowa. It is now. Anymore, yeah. yeah. And I, and I like it. Uh, obviously geographically it's great. And, and let's be, let's be honest. A lot of these fans don't like each other. Fuck no. <laughs> we so they, don't like, Iowa. they don't like, you know, they don't like Nebraska. They don't like the fans. Mm-hmm. Good. And that adds spice. Oh, yeah. to, I mean, that makes it more fun, I think. It's the yeah. anti-Oklahoma Nebraska, where there was respect and all that. Well, there that, that was pretty cool, though. Two big-time oh, cool. heavyweights. But I always year. never been a heavyweight, so. No. no. <laughs> well, no. I mean, they haven't. Good program. Better than our program right now. Indeed. I think it's changing. I think it's changing. Yeah. I mean, you got a hand. I don't care. Uh, you, you look at nine, 10, 11 wins consistently. That's pretty good. We yeah. take that yeah. over anything yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but by the same token, I can't imagine Iowa ever being in the CFP. Mm-mm. No, maybe now with 12 teams, yeah, with maybe, 12 teams. With maybe with 16 lightning well, could strike. I, everybody can imagine Nebraska being there. Yeah. If everybody's just waiting for Nebraska to come back. Everybody's talking about the sleeping giant. Yeah. Yeah. I think. One big thing with Iowa maybe not making the CFP is they just hired Brian Ferentz. Uh, oh, no, sorry. It's just a guy <laughs> with the same stats yeah. uh, in his OC career. <laughs> the Iowa <laughs> offense is not improving. And if you look at the Iowa-Nebraska game this year, yeah, I know we have Iowa fans that listen. They're going to talk about how they did beat us. But you beat a Nebraska team that was injury-riddled yeah. starting QB3. And what, RB4? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what Matt Rule, Matt Rule did that with a beat up roster. And we should have won. Yeah. That's, that's the we funny We should part. have won that yeah. game. Well, how many, look over the last two seasons particularly, how many should we have won? Oh, right. Uh, God. I t- it drives me crazy. I can't believe it. The, the poster game for that one is at one at Michigan State. Yeah, the botched yep. punt. Yeah, yeah. let's kick it. What are you doing? You know, I keep saying to that. I, that what are you doing? I keep, you know, see, when you get old, you talk back to the TV and the radio and stuff. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, that was that was my, so we did New Year's resolutions for like Nebraska yeah. football. And my New Year's resolution this year was hopefully Nebraska football doesn't have me as like just a general fan on the couch asking them like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, yeah. that's all I want. I, I just exactly. don't want to be confused. Act like you know what you're doing. And yeah. Now, and now. I mean, except for a couple of exceptions this past season, mm-hmm. I'll be frank. I think, I think if Matt Rule has a challenge, I think, uh, I think he needs to improve his clock management a little Bingo. bit. Yeah, you know, 
And I, I don't know if that's maybe having one of his staff who's great at that. Just look, I need a little help with this. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's, I mean, you're focusing on so much Yeah. as a head coach. You've got yeah. all these things you're worried oh, about. A lot of pressure. Yeah. You just, get, just give get, me a little help with this. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah. Jared, Jared I just want to show you. Yeah. He's got a show. There's down. Barry oh, in, yeah. in the, in the uh, <laughs> puddle beating Nebraska. That's, that's ah, just hell. Look at that. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's beautiful. Can we just get NBNR hats that just say oh, beat crap. Iowa? Yeah. Can we do that this sure. year? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, people ask me, who's your favorite interview ever? Um, I've had a chance to meet a lot of celebrities. The best one, uh, my most enjoyable one ever was when I was doing the afternoon show. This was years and years ago. And Barry came out with his book, Bootlegger's Boy. And he was going around. And he came in. And I had an hour with him in the studio. Because I'd interviewed him for five, ten minutes at a time over the years, yep. pregame stuff. Yeah. But this was just talking about his life and, and the Huskers and Sooners and and his background. It was great. It was great. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Again, he's he's just one of those guys that when he comes back for a reunion, oh, we some, all we all love him. You know, it's amazing uh, that he's alive and and hadn't spent his life in prison. If you did you ever read that book? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Bootlegger's boy. Bootlegger's boy. Yeah. That was brutal. His upbringing. It's amazing that he, if he hadn't been uh, a smart and talented football player, and he'll tell you, you know, he, I mean, it was just horrible, horrible. Um, but the positivity that that guy brings to life, given that background, is amazing. Yeah. And uh, man, he could recruit. He could recruit. Tom said, "Well, you know, when you're paying players and." Mm-hmm. i didn't like that you know yeah that's part of what makes you likable is if you're willing to pay somebody i like that guy he gave me but the thing with barry was as he related to players he said don't tell me i can't give a kid a coat he's never had one in his life and it's 30 degrees yeah 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 it could have been part of that you know he dealt with it he doesn't want other kids to have to deal with that that's right focus on yeah Yeah. what's important he wasn't a saint uh he and he and Bob Devaney and Fox got along uh, better socially than he and Tom did. That was okay. Bob Devaney, I'm sure, got along with a lot of people socially. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! What's your uh, What's oh, your boy. favorite Bob Devaney moment? <laughs> oh Lord! Off the field or on? The field? It, <laughs> yeah. it does not matter. Either one. It, it's a podcast. It's not live radio. But what is your favorite Bob Devaney moment? Uh, maybe the night in. Uh, Lawrence, Kansas, where he tried to hook me up with, he had one too many women. <laughs> so he and, tried to uh, pawn one off on you. Right. Now, when you I'll say probably one leave, I'll probably leave it at that. Yeah, um, that's okay. understood. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, we'd always get to uh, road games on Friday. Here you go check in, and, and, uh, and, then, and then you might find yourself in the hotel. Bar, my, doing, my, doing, my. Our, doing our game research yeah scouting the town <laughs> what game yeah okay You're- then you phone in a report so yeah. <laughs> so bob was in there couple young ladies yeah. hey bob how you doing hey fellas and so <laughs> and of course everybody you know small town and don's steakhouse i don't know if it's still there great rib joint out on the east side of lawrence Everybody go there. And and so he, hey, what are you doing later? Oh, 
said, well, we're going to go out to dine. Where's where we're going? Will you have any interest? And I said, well, I just, I got, let me get back. We're going to go up and change clothes. <clears throat> got down to the lobby, found another guy. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just, I just gotten remarried and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Bob, you're going to, yeah, that's screw just, this one up? Well, just what you need. Right. You're, you're, you're a nice young lady. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she is Bob. I'm sure she is. <laughs> oh God. I'm sh- you're a great judge of that, aren't you, Bob? Up. <laughs> you know, when you get to know somebody, um, you kind of forget sometimes that they're the big deal, you know? Right. <clears throat> so we're down, down in Columbia one time, out at the restaurant Friday night. <laughs> and I, I went into the men's room and, uh, Bob is in there with adjacent urinals. He said, and our producer happened to come in after me and Bob says, Hey, can we, can we move that interview a little bit tomorrow morning? Maybe a couple of minutes later, we we're talking about that. And we got back to the table and Tim said, did I just hear you at the pisser talking to Bob Devaney about a broadcast? I said, yeah. And he was just, cause he didn't know him. You know, he was like awestruck. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's some funny little memories like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and Bob Devaney yeah, just sitting at the pisser, just yeah, chatting exactly. it up. <laughs> yeah. To everyone else, it's like, what? But to you, it's like, yeah, we were pissing together. Like, yeah. what we did. Yeah, That's like we, we just yeah. find we're just talking random about women to. So what's your, what's your hot topic on tomorrow? Because we had a uh, pregame uh, interview every week. There was two segments, one, three, one, three and a half minutes. Another great moment was when we were out of South Carolina in 84. Yeah. <laughs> South, Southern football is just different. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, there's cops everywhere and uh, great people, though. Anyway, <clears throat> so we're up, I'm up in the booth. Cop outside the door. Trooper. They're all troopers. The closest thing we had in the big eight was Mizzou. They always had cops all over the place. Anyway, so Bob and I are sitting there before we go on air talking about this and that. And the door opens up in the upper level of the booth. And this hot woman comes running down the steps. Hi, Bob. (laughs) Um, Hi, how are you doing? And gives him a little peck. See you later. And away she goes. Now, she didn't have a media pass. And if I'd have been a cop, I probably wouldn't have demanded one either. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're media, sure, whatever. No yeah. idea. No idea. <laughs> and uh, there's a nice young lady. We're at, we're at the uh, Giant Stadium is another one. Uh, we're at the first kickoff classic, mm. 83. Or maybe it was the second one. Anyway, we were there two or three times. And so Kent and Jack Payne and I went over to Giant Stadium in the morning just to make sure we knew how to get there. Sure. And check out the stadium and stuff. No, 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 no. Sorry. Got to kind of run together. This was at Syracuse. 84. We're walking around. We're walking around the carrier dome in the morning, just getting ready. And here comes Bob. Uh, uh, with this lady. Hey, fellas, uh, this is so-and-so from the Cherry Bowl in Detroit. How do you do it? And we all walked away. I said, no, 
She was not from the cherry bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, I need, I need, I should stop. Yeah. <laughs> I should stop with that. I should stop. He, he was just a great old Irishman. Yeah. A great old Irishman. That's I mean, a great, wonderful guy, dear friend. And he, you know, man, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Sure sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude was a winner well, multiple yeah. ways. Doesn't matter if we're talking about football or you guys <clears throat> you guys familiar with the term Chinaman? Yeah. Okay. You know what? You know where that started? Uh-uh. Uh legend has it that in about mid-season 1962, everybody was really getting they always had good attendance, but people were really coming out of the games big time. And uh especially after that win at Michigan. And and Bob said to probably Fox or somebody like that. Drink a bunch of China. <laughs> they all they all wear the same thing, and there's no end of them. <laughs> and from that day to this, if you hear that reference, that's what it means. Because a lot of people, what does that mean? I'll tell you the story. Yeah. <laughs> Very incorrect, politically incorrect. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry, America. Yeah. No, you're good. Listen, I think I think a lot of our audience is. They're not is privy to not, yeah. They're listen. They've we yeah. we've said some things on this yeah. program. Well, like I've said something like 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 Kelly yeah. like Clark. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Gary. Yes. Saddlemeyer. Jared. Thank you Thank for coming you. on the No Block No Rock podcast. Pleasure. You're you're a legend. We we enjoyed uh, your time. Hopefully you, you enjoyed coming on. I did. I love it. This is a that's an outstanding podcast and i know you guys have great success continued success uh for many years have me back in about 50 years we'll do it again Deal. yeah you got <laughs> it freaking yeah. a man yeah all right guys go to nbnrpodcast.com we have merch past episodes all that stuff we're on twitter instagram youtube facebook tiktok at nbnr podcast all the same handle give us a Five-star review. Give us a listen. Am I missing anything, guys? You're no, good. No, I don't think so. Okay. Gary, where can they find you? Yeah. Can they follow you on anything? Are you, are you on any of the social media stuff? Are you still are you an active uh, yeah, X I'm user? Yeah, on, uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I think I screwed up. I used my own name on there. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> <but laughs> 11 to NKFAB every morning, 5.30 yep. to 9 with Jim Rose. Um. For anybody under 40, that's AM yeah. amplitude <laughs> modulation. And you will hear the iHeartRadio app. Download the app. It's free. Yeah, it's free. It is. It is. Gary, you mentioned there's a possibility of you starting a podcast too. A possibility? That could happen. Yeah. Sounds like there's some yeah. pressure. Yeah. yeah. I can't really do it. I can't really do it while I'm while I'm uh, working at KFAB. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I'll tell but, you what. Uh, what in the you... unlikely event that I ever retire. Yeah. <laughs> my son wants to do one. And uh, it'd be cool working with him. Yeah, for sure. He's I'll a, tell you, I'll be your first listener. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. We'll sign you up. Oh, we'll. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's great. He's, yeah. you know, he's like you guys' age, and he's, uh, he's good with tech, and he's a huge big red fan, and we'd have fun. Yeah, lots. We of wouldn't comments. compete with you. It wouldn't be all big red stuff. Oh. It'd just be stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't just care. stuff. You'd blow us out of the water anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try to <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah. And you could. Say Chinaman as much as you want. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is the part where we go around. We just uh, sign off. Yep. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cadillac. Gary Saddlemeyer. As you. always. Guys, appreciate it. Thank you. As always, beat.
Northwestern. Oh, yeah. And GBR. Woo. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love water. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang <laughs> hey, on it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs>